0: in our lives. May none of us live the same. Make us more and more like Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray and the saints said amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Can, uh, Michael, can you put this one off for me? Yes, thank you. And lower this. Titi, can you lower this for me? Not put it off. Just lower it. Thank you. God bless you all. God bless those on Zoom, bless those online. Amen. Thank you. So today we're going to continue with what God has been speaking to you and I about. The most important things to develop in yourself. Hallelujah. The most important things to develop in yourself. We said that the first thing you and I must develop in ourselves is the kryptos man. Now, someone will say the kryptos man. What, what, what is the kryptos man? The kryptos man is the inner man. The Greek word for the heart or the inner man or the inward man or the hidden man of the heart is the kryptos man. And that word kryptos man is my spirit and your spirit. So the real you is your kryptos man. Hallelujah. The real me is my cryptos man. And the Bible says that out of the heart are the issues of life. Jesus said, out of the heart are the issues of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. But it is from the heart that everything comes out. That's what the Bible says. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So, the heart is very, very important. So, we began to talk about the first and most important thing to develop is my cryptos man, your cryptos man, because it is the you. It is the real person. How can you develop the house when you don't develop what is in the house? You and I live in a house. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's quickly look from verse 1. You see that we only live in a house. Yes, you look nice. Yes, you look gorgeous. Yes, you look handsome. Yes, you look beautiful. But it is a house, and that house will dissolve one day. But what is inside the house will live forever. The Bible makes it very clear that you and I are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a body. For we know that if, if uh, let's use NLT for this, or ESV ESV for this. 2 Corinthians 5.1, this will explain clearly that my body and your body is just a house. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Actually, look at NLT, uh, just to quickly explain it, because some of the versions just say your bodies. Okay, good. Let's use NLT. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, when we die and leave these bodies, we will have a home in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long for the day when we will put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. Oh, it will be awesome. The heavenly bodies, be, you, you cannot die, you cannot get sick, you cannot, even if a car hits you, it's not going to affect you. When Superman, a car hits him, does it affect him? No. Will be more than Superman. Superman, when Krypton, Krypton weakens him, Superman, he gets his energy from the sun. But you and I will be very, very powerful. We will not even need any strength from anywhere but God. Our glorified bodies, imagine Adam, it will be the same glorified body as Jesus, I believe. Or, well, when I say it's the same, let me repeat it again. It's with the same glorified body as Adam, but to be similar to Jesus' glorified body. Because Jesus, the Bible says that uh, when you read from first, uh, 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 first John, it says that when we see him, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in himself purifies himself as he is pure. So, Hallelujah. Let me quickly go through this so we can continue. So it's very, very important to realize that this earthly body is my home. This is not me. David Saki is not this. David Saki is inside. And David Saki that is inside must be taken care of. And that David Saki grows and must be developed. Many people spend millions of dollars developing the house, but not the contents of the house. But the contents of the house are very, very important. Man is a spirit, has a soul, lives in a body. Yes, you need to exercise. Yes, you need to eat well, because there is also a responsibility on us to look after our bodies. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, the body. The, the, the body God says a lot about the body, because you cannot give God your heart and your soul without your body going along. Hallelujah so. God needs us to look after our bodies. But at the end of the day, it is still a house. Imagine you have a house, the heating is not working, the air conditioning is not working uh, for, for, for summer, winter, the heating is not working, lights are off, plumbing issues. It's not going to be easy to live in that house. How I many I get what I'm saying? That's why you and I must look after our house. So, we began to talk about the fact that when God is going to bless us or is looking for something, concerning us he looks at our hearts now we give the example of david the king the bible says that when samuel was going, the prophet samuel was going to anoint the king of israel from the house of jesse as he was going he saw eliab he saw all the the sons of jesse the the, the people who were like no this should be the king when he saw him he said no no this has to be the king god re- said i reject this one i have not chosen this one until god found david but before God saw David and said, this is he, anointing him, God told Samuel that man looks at the outward appearance. Man looks at the house. But don't look at the outside of the house to determine the quality of the house. Go inside. When you go inside the house, then you'll be able to see that, "Wow, well, this house is good quality. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, God told Samuel, Professor Samuel that, look, man sees from the outward appearance. But that's not how God sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Then we give the example of a hidden man. God treasures a, a, a person who has a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Hallelujah. You can go, I, I'm sure we can uh, go to the, the podcast and the Facebooks and get more, 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 more. This is the a fifth or sixth part the seventh part, hallelujah. So let's continue, we're going to talk about how to develop your spirit, since this is the first and most important part of a person to develop. Yes, we can develop our social skills, we can develop our, uh, 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 how do I say it, uh, pr- prosperity skills. Those are also important. You, you, you develop your, your, your uh, how do I say it, your, your, your qualifications, or you develop uh, uh, the things you know, you develop your skills. You develop your skills, you, you, you go to school, you do date certificates, you, you, you develop certain things, you read. Those are also important, but the most important thing to develop is you. Hallelujah. Then we got to talk about how to develop your spirit. Then we said that the first way, but before then we said that there are three, uh, there are different types of stages of Christianity. You have the baby stage, the childhood stage, and the adult stage. Then we began to talk quickly last week about the foundations of life. We said that there are different foundations of life, but which one is important? Many people live by different foundations, but the foundations people live in will determine, or by, will determine how they live, how they behave, what they do. For example, some people believe in theories, and they live by the theories. When you go on outreach or you speak to people, even even at work, anywhere you are speaking to people, you hear people talk about when we evolved. When we evolved and how millions of years we evolved, men were not, uh, uh, as we're evolving, we're not meant to eat, or we're not meant to do certain things in a certain way. So many people have certain theories like Darwin's theory of uh, 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 evolution, and then the Big Bang Theory, many people live their lives based on those theories. And they fall. unfortunately, they will realize too late if they don't change, that they made a mistake. Because these theories are flawed, big time. Very, very flawed. Then I think I just hinted on the Cambrian Explosion, which puts evolution to zero. And then, we talked about uh, uh, many of the terms they use inflation and some of the things they use in the Big Bang. For the Big Bang, when they started to do the models of the Big Bang, they were all happy. Even though they didn't know what was before the Bang. That's what they are trying to find out. But we know that there's nothing like what was before the Bang. But they are trying to find out that. But they were all excited, saying that the universe, the, the, it was a collection of different atoms and then there was an explosion. So they were happy. Until they realize that the universe is expanding. Because they see stars moving away and exploding. They see all sorts of things. So they are surprised. Why is it that the universe be, is expanding? But the Bible says God stretches the heavens like a curtain. God already determined that the universe should be expanding. They didn't understand. And they said, ah, if the universe is still expanding after these billions or billions of years, then there's a problem. Because... When something explodes, doesn't it slow down eventually? It will slow down. Boom! Very, very high force, but at a point it will slow down. A bullet will shoot it up in the air very, very fast, but it will slow down at a point and then come down. So the universe should have been contracting by now, but it's not. So they were wondering what it was. Then they decided to make a theory and say that uh, 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 the speed of light, you know, how many know that the speed of light is the fastest thing? There's nothing that travels faster than the speed of light. But they say that in one time in the universe, something was able to travel faster than the speed of light. During the Big Bang, after that, the speed of light rule holds. I was a book, I became a chair, then I became a dog, then I became a me. I can also say that. You can say anything you want to say. Just add X. X can be anything to substitute to fit any equation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Then they have inflation and all that. But when you look at astronomy, it proves God. The heavens declare your glory. The more I li- read about astronomy, I don't mean astrology. That is, I don't have time for all those things. Stars, all, no, no. I'm talking about astronomy, the stars, the universe. When I say the stars, I'm talking about the galaxies, the universe that God created. I'm not talking about horoscope, and I don't, no, I don't do, deal with those things. Those things I don't think are good. Hallelujah. Many people get trapped by those things. Amen. But how many are getting me so far? The more you learn about astronomy, the more you submit to God. When you learn about all the different things. But let's continue. So many people live their lives by Darwin's theory or Big Bang. And it is a flawed theory. So why will you base your life on such a theory? Number two, many people have their own ideologies. And and, and and through maybe things they learn like Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, and different different uh, religions. So some people fit themselves into different religions based on certain things. Maybe when we are talking about apologetics, I'll explain what, how the Jehovah's Witness came about. It, it started at a point through a few Bible verses that they did not understand, and they took off on the tangent, and then the Mormons and all the different ones. We'll talk about that. Hallelujah. But those ones, too, you, 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 can't, you can't survive in those ones. Then people's personal beliefs. Some people live by their personal beliefs. What are, and their personal beliefs is that death is the cessation of life, the end of life, full stop. Let me live, eat, drink, and die. Because there's nothing after death. Some people's ideologies. Some people's ideologies is relative truth. Last week I explained what how wrong that statement is, relative truth. There has to be one truth. That's why we have laws based on the Ten Commandments. There has to be one truth. If there's relative truth, I was witnessing to someone and the person said, no, 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 I don't don't agree with you. You have your truth, I have my truth. There is relative truth. I said, really? Let me ask you about this kind of truth. What if someone rapes your relative, destroys them, kills them, and then when, you, come, when you, you ask them why they did it, they tell you that the way your relative looked at me, I didn't like it, the way your relative was rude to me, I didn't like it, and I killed them. That is my truth. So you can't fault him for his truth. And so what do you say about that? Because you say that truth is relative. It depends on the individual. And you can't determine what hurts someone or what doesn't hurt. Where do you draw the line? Then a the person got confused because all everyone knows because we have a moral code that to rape and to kill is evil so and how do we know it's evil because of truth that comes from the word of god so you and I must realize that then we have the final which is the foundation of Jesus Christ as revealed in the word of god and by what the bible says that is the best and sure and solid foundation where you and i must live so you and i no matter the ideologies no matter the ideas let us have the foundation of petra the feminine mighty rock which is the revelation that jesus is the christ the son of the living god he came down from heaven died on the cross for our sins. His blood was shed for our sins. God raised him from the dead, and he will come back to judge the quick and the dead. And through faith in Jesus Christ, I have eternal life and salvation. That should be the bedrock of our lives. Hallelujah. And as revealed in the word of God. What do you think? Very important, because it's through misinterpreting the word of God that we get some of the other religions so um, and many doctrines and many false things. Hallelujah. So we, that's why I made it the foundation of Jesus Christ as revealed in the word of God by what the Bible says. Now, how to develop your spirit? We, con- we started last week. Number one, you develop your spirit. The first key to developing your, your spirit is the word of God. 1 Peter 2.2, 2, the word of God. The word of God. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. The word of God is the sure way to grow your spirit, to become mature. The Bible makes it very clear. Sometimes the Bible infers. Sometimes you can, have, uh, you, you can imply, the Bible will imply something. certain times the bible makes it very clear this verse in first peter 2 2 is not an implication it's a direct statement that we grow as christians our spirits grow by the word of god hallelujah yes like faith it is very clear how we get faith from Romans 10, 17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But the word of God can imply other uh, ways to have faith that is not explicitly stated like Romans 10:17. but that we use because it is relevant and it makes sense that this is how the word of God, uh, uh, that, this is how we get faith. Are you, are you getting me? Yes, so you and I need to always uh, note the exact statements and the implied statements, which are all true, but if God said something, focus also mainly on what he said too, as you are focusing on the other things. Now, the word desire, now why is it that many of us, even though the Bible says we should desire the sincere milk of the word, First Peter 2.2, 2, why is it that many of us Christians don't Desi- don't, don't, don't have our quiet time, don't read the Bible, don't have Bible study on a regular basis. Why? Because that word desire is the word epipotheo, which means to long for, strain after, desire greatly, have affection for. So it means that you and I, Because if we don't have these things, we will not read the Bible because it is very difficult in your business schedule and in my business schedule to take the Bible and say I'm going to devote 30 minutes to an hour to read the Bible. It is not easy. So, because, oh, I mean, all listening here online and uh, 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 Zoom, I'm 100% sure you understand what I'm saying. Because if I have to make a, an, an extra effort to read the Bible, we are all, the Bible says there's, the temptations, all the brethren around the world are going through the same temptations. Hallelujah. So it means that the reason why many Christians don't read the Bible regularly is because they don't long for strain after desire greatly have affection for the sincere milk of the word now how do you get that affection how do you get that longing how do you get that desire very simple you pray for it god i want i, I want to long for you i want to long for your word oh god i want to hunger for your word david said lord Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see that David yearned for the word of God. You and I must ask God, God, I want to yearn for your word. Draw me deeper into your word of truth. Draw me deeper into your love for me. You and I must ask God to draw us into his word. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, the one who has been given to us as our helper, our comforter, our counselor, our ever-present help in our time of need, the Holy Spirit, he is our paraclete or Parakletos, which is the Greek word which means the one who has been called alongside to help. Oh, glory to God. When we are talking about the Holy you can put your hands together for the Lord. When we are talking about the Holy Spirit, a fantastic topic. We are going to talk about, we are going to see how He is our advocate. The same word, He is your comforter. It's the same word in 1 John 2:1, which says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate, a paraclete with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Hallelujah. So we are going to discuss. So it's very important. The Holy Spirit who has been brought to us. Jesus said, I'm going. It is necessary that I go away. Because if I don't go away, I will not bring the comforter. There is a difference between alos and uh, what? Alos and heteros. Alos is another of the same kind. And you see that when Jesus said, I'll send you another. They are the same kind. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Father. But when you are talking about heteros, it is of another kind. Another of a different kind. So Jesus was saying, I'm going to send you another of my kind. The same kind. Who is God? Who will be with you forever? That word forever is... When the Bible says forever, sometimes it means forever and forever and ever. Forever is till the end of the age or forever is perpetuity. Hallelujah. So it's very important for us to know. So the Holy Spirit, God has brought him to us so that he will comfort us. He will help us. The same way Jesus, the apostles were able to ask Jesus, who did sin that this man was born blind? Was he he or his parents? Jesus was asked different questions, tax money, in the same way the Holy Spirit would answer our, uh, our questions. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit now, but the key point about the Holy Spirit is that when we pray to God, for God to give us the grace and the strength to, and, and the desire to long for him, he would, he by his Holy Spirit will give us everything we need. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit is the agent of the new birth. When we say we want to give our lives to Jesus Christ, then the Holy Spirit comes into action. That's spiritual surgery. Takes the inward man, the, the, the real me, takes him out, That surgery, and removes that wicked, evil heart of stone from me. Takes away my nature, the, my old nature. And then puts in a brand new nature. That's why we become babies. And we have to start all over again. That's the born again experience. Hallelujah. That's why Ezekiel said, I'll take up uh, uh, the, the, from your heart the stone of, of, of what? The, the, the heart of stone, and I'll put in the heart of flesh. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit, he, he is awesome. But let's continue. Amen. So the Word of God, then we will grow. So you and I grow by the Word. We talked about that last week. So let's continue. Number two, another good way of taking in the word of God, is by listening to messages. L- listen to messages. Take podcast, YouTube, Facebook, every day, listen to messages. Messages, whether it's the messages on the, on the podcast, the YouTubes, there are many, let's eat the messages, soak in the messages, because the messages are also good for us, because they break down the word, so that we can listen to them. But it will never be a substitute for Bible reading, personal Bible reading. Hallelujah. It will never be a substitute. Tete. Please be fast. Thank you. It will never be a substitute. Hallelujah. Oh. Tete, you can be faster. Hallelujah. Number three. Another way you can develop your spirit is by praying in other tongues. Who oh, glory to God. Praying in other tongues. Oh, that is sweet. We grow by the word. So the word of God makes us grow. Prayer has not made anyone grow so far. And prayer will not make anyone grow to date or in the future. Because prayer doesn't make us grow, but prayer charges us up. Prayer edifies us. Prayer builds us up. So we become stronger by prayer. Prayer. But the word of God makes us strong and makes us grow. But prayer charges us up like a catalyst. It charges our spirits. Hallelujah. So we need to also develop our spirits by by, by praying. Because you develop your spirit by, by growing and by being charged up and by being strong. Can I have an amen? So every Christian must develop the art of spending Hours praying to God in the spirit. And we, I think, yeah, I think on Sunday, we are establishing the fact that prayer less than one hour a day is what Jesus told, uh, uh, asked the disciples, what? Could you not watch with me for one hour? So that clearly means that praying for less than an hour a day Mm -hmm. is not the standard. Doesn't mean if you prayed for 20 minutes a day, God did not hear you. God heard you, and God was yearning for more. But he heard you. But when you pray, you are praying because you want a relationship with God. So you've prayed for 30 minutes or 10 minutes, and God was excited, was so happy because you prayed. But the warfare is still going on. And prayer is for communicating with our Father Prayer is for receiving things and taking territories. Prayer is for asking God for things and receiving them. Prayer is also spiritual warfare. So yes, you've prayed for 15 minutes, you've received what you're looking for. But what about the warfare which the, the least amount of time you can stand in a warfare to make a significance is an hour. And you've only done 20 minutes. God is happy. you've kissed clapped for you. He's hugged you and everything. But you are losing the war. You can put your hands together for Jesus. Because the armor, the last part, Ephesians 6.18 says, After all the armor, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place because the Holy Ghost had not come to the world to have his ministry. Because Jesus started his ministry on the earth 2,000 years ago and finished his ministry after three and a half years. But before he came to finish his ministry, there were Christophanies that occurred in the Old Testament. The pre-incarnate Christ. Incarnation is when God became a man. That's incarnation. When he entered into the virgin, uh, uh, or in the womb. You have to say it, well, because enter into can mean different things with a man and a woman. So you can say he entered, he, he entered into her womb. Hallelujah. So Jesus entered into his mother's womb. It was the incarnation. But before the incarnation, there were Christophanes, which are pre-incarnate appearances of Jesus Christ. And then we have the theophany, which is the, well, I can't say pre but which is the appearance of God in the Old Testament, like jo- Jacob wrestling with God. Hallelujah. Jesus appeared to Moses in the burning bush and to Joshua, all those things. Hallelujah. I'm sure, hopefully, we'll talk about that soon. So, very, very important. So, and suddenly, so, so the Holy Spirit was not yet on earth in a certain way. He was upon a few folk, David. Moses, Daniel, a few people. But this was the first time the Holy Spirit was coming to perform his ministry on earth. Because Jesus had finished his ministry on earth, was going, and the Holy Spirit was coming to, uh, 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 He thought there was a handover from Jesus to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. Because this was the first time he was coming in that manner. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I always try to remind people that the utterance did not come from me. The utterance did not come from my spirit. The utterance did not come from my belly. But the Holy Spirit gave my spirit the utterance. And I began to speak. So speaking in other tongues, you don't need to know what you are about to say. Otherwise, you are giving yourself the utterance. David Saki is going home. I'm, I'm bringing the utterance. I'm, I'm speaking out what I want to say. David Saki is going home. But when I'm praying in other tongues, it's a heavenly language. I'm not giving myself the utterance. It's God, the Spirit, who is giving the utterance. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So it means that the more speaking... This is just a, 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 a gift. Oh, how do I say it? It's free of charge. Just a nice gift. We'll talk about it another time. But let me chip it in here. Anytime we pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is active. Why is he active? Because he's giving the utterance. So it means that every single time I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is active. Now, why is that significant? The Holy Spirit is the power of the Godhead. He is the one whom through Jesus performed the miracles when he was on earth. So if the power miracle power of the Godhead is active every time I pray, then it means that miracle power is available around me as I pray in other tongues. Because the power of the Godhead is active and is giving me the utterance. Did you get that? So now, when we pray in other tongues, we are built up our spirits are built up. Jude one twenty. And that word built up means to build and, to, and uh, 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 to, to build up. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now someone will say praying in the Holy Ghost is praying inspired by the Holy Ghost. Come on. Praying in the Holy Ghost means you are praying By the Holy Ghost. Or you are praying in the spirit. You are praying in other tongues. Yes. I'm praying in other tongues. So when you pray in other tongues, your spirit is built up. Your spirit is built up and becoming strong. Becoming muscular. Becoming powerful. And your tongues changes as you pray more. Changes from one syllable, two syllables. When you are a baby, dada, 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 mama, mama, mama. Then another syllable, another syllable. When you are praying in other times and you just pray once in a while, then your syllables will be once in a while syllables. But when you pray in other many a lot, then your syllables will be many. You start praying, hallelujah. You can even sing in the spirit. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. You can discuss with God in the Holy Ghost. Even though you don't know what you are saying. But you are discussing with him, and when you say something in the Holy Ghost, then he he tells you something in your mind or your heart. We talked about that last week. Now, first Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. Let's start from one to five. First Corinthians 14, 1 to 5. So we build our spirits. The most important thing to develop in our lives, number one, is the spirit. And you build, you, you grow the spirit by the word of God. Then you build up your spirit also by praying in other tongues or prayer, prayer in general. First Corinthians 14, one, follow after charity or follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. Oh God is telling us to desire spiritual gifts. I love spiritual gifts. I, 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 I desire spiritual gifts, but rather that He may prophesy. So God is saying that, desire spiritual gifts, but if I had to choose, I let you, I'll tell you to prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. We'll talk about this shortly. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Is that this verse 4? Okay, good. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Verse 5. I would I would that he all speak with tongues, but rather that he prophesied. So I, would, I want you all to speak with tongues, but I prefer, if you are to choose one, that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret, that the church may receive edification. We'll talk about that also shortly in this message. Hallelujah. At least touch on it. We'll talk more extensively when we are talking about tongues later on. So now... The next thing is we are edified when we speak in tongues. To edify means to build up also strong and to stand. So when you and I pray in other tongues, it causes us to stand and to be built strong. So why won't we pray in tongues? Because muscles will make you strong physically, but you can have a malnourished spirit. So it's better to be strong spiritually than, if you have to choose one, than to be strong, physically. Even though, because the Bible says, physical, uh, bodily exercise profited a little, so it profits something, but spiritual exercise is what where the victory comes in. So prayer charges you like a battery. Who glory. It's a catalyst. I'm charging myself. You are charging yourself up spiritually. Oh, am I saying something to somebody? We can put your hands together for the Lord. The word of God and prayer will cause you to develop in the spirit and become a giant in the Lord. Walk in these two keys. Of spiritual growth and nothing will be held back from you nothing no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. this also means that we have to force to walk uprightly. how many are getting me so far number C or number three in number one Romans 826 and 27. Let's start from 25. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself—not itself—I think that was just a translation thing. The Spirit himself make because other versions should say himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or cannot be uttered in articulate speech. Or articulate speech. Now let's look at ESV for this same verse, verse uh, verse twenty. Six. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now, NLT. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for we don't know even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Continue. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's will. Let's look at ESV for this. Hallelujah to Jesus. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. Because the father knows what is the mind of the spirit, of course, because they are one. Because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, when you put the two together, it clearly just means that you and I, let's look at verse 26. So you and I, We have weaknesses and our weaknesses and our infirmities cause us not to know how to pray, what to pray for. Many people, instead of praying for protection because in a week's time, maybe something might be coming up against us. We won't know what to pray for, how to pray for it. We would rather be praying for a house or a car or uh, a job or a beloved, or oh, what's again? Or a baby. These are all very important things, but maybe the priority is not, what's the point if you are incapacitated? Go forbid. The baby what's the point of the baby? Because something is coming for you. So the baby and the, the house, all those can wait. Till the next time you are praying. So, when you pray in your understanding, you've prayed, but you didn't know what to pray for. But when I pray, I'm praying the will of God. So, as I'm praying, God, I want that car. Lord, I want that house. Lord, I want that job. Lord, I want this. As I'm praying for it, God has channeled the prayer to the right place. He's channeled it to the right place. And I'm praying for what matters. Oh, am I saying something to somebody? Let's read it again. You see it. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Next verse. And he who searches heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. Of course. God, the Father, knows what is in His spirit's mind, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And the will of God is that no one will die prematurely. The will of God is that we'll have our pocketbook full of oh, hallelujah, our pocketbook full of money. The will of God is that we will have provision. The will of God is that we will be the head and not the tail. The will of God is so many, are so many good things for us. So God will channel the prayer according to his will. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Praying in the spirit is praying for the unknown. Praying the will of God. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 15 to 17. This is very important. Let's keep it in. Uh, let's use NLT. Uh, ESV. Let's use ESV. Because these are critical. We want to make sure we have the full, the, the 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 what it's saying exactly. And okay. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I'll pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I'll sing with my mind also. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying? And then verse 17. For you may be giving thanks well enough, but the other person is not being built up. Now, this means that his channel, he's able to talk about how he's channeling his prayer to thank God. So, uh, so, when we are praying, oh God, let's pray, let's thank God, Masha, Baba, we are thanking God. But if there is an urgent situation, then it will be channeled towards that. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's why it's very important to pray in the Holy Ghost. But Apostle Paul made a point, I'll pray in the Spirit and I'll pray with my understanding also. Many Christians, I can't say it's lazy, it's good, but Okay, finish. No. Let's, let's, it's also good to pray in your understanding. Many Christians can determine their fellowship and relationship with Jesus Christ when they are able to pray for one hour in understanding, not thanks. It's something you and I must do from time to time because when you are speaking to someone and you have a relationship with a person, and you don't know what you are saying to the person. But when you speak in your understanding, it will show. Because when you are close to someone, you have, you have many words to say. There is no lack of words. You, you, you will not be there and, ah, what, what do I say next? What do we say next? So, it means that tongues is the key. Pray most of your prayer in other tongues. But make sure you also add understanding also. I think it's, yeah, you can pray 70% of your prayer in in tongues. Or 75% in tongues. But make sure that there's understanding also. And from time to time, how can you... Yeah, I've done that before, and people do that. Oh, Mashanda, Abakanara, and crying because you are deep in revelation with God, and you are deep in worship. As you are, that happens. But it's easier for that to happen when you are seeing it, and you know what you are saying. You can get to a point as you are worshiping God, and you, you, oh God, you are singing to Him. Then you burst out in tongues. That one is is like you've gotten to another level. Do you understand what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is that let's pray to God in other tongues, and know that when we are praying in other times, we are praying about things we don't know yet. We are praying about things yet to happen. There's another verse to back this. Look at 1 Corinthians 14. Let's start from 1 again. 1 and 2. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that he may prophesy. Verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. So, we'll talk about this later on, but that theory that the Medes, the Persians, and all the different people in Acts chapter 2, people were speaking in their languages. So, speaking in other tongues just means you are speaking in uh, uh, foreign languages you didn't know, but are men's languages. That happens too from time to time. But speaking in tongues, the real deal is this. The devil doesn't know what you are saying. You don't know what you are saying. No one knows what you are saying but God. And of course, God the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Because God the Holy Ghost is giving you the utterance. Hallelujah. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Who glory to God am I saying something? Look at NLT for, uh, no, NASB for this. No one, no man understands it. No man can understand what he said. The devil can't understand it either. No one, you see, NASB says no one, no one, including the devil, no one understands it. What do you think? No one understands it. But in the Spirit, so we are speaking in other tongues on earth, no one understands it but God. Nevertheless, King James, howbeit in the Spirit, he is speaking mysteries, speaking unknown things. Speaking mysterious things. Speaking miraculous things. Speaking mysteries that are higher than the earth. Speaking mysteries. Wow. Why don't I want to speak mysteries? That will confuse the devil and confuse all others. When I pray in other times, no one understands by God. So it is kept secret. The devil... If, of course, when we pray in understanding, the devil makes plans, he's lost the plans. The plans will not work. But when you are praying in other times, he doesn't even know the plans to even, he doesn't even know what you're saying to even make plans. And you are speaking mysteries, speaking solutions, speaking answers, speaking your destiny. You You are forming your destiny as you speak in mysteries. These are some of the benefits. Of speaking in other tongues, apart from the fact that it grows you. I mean, you 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 grow and you become mature. What do you think? Very, very important. So you and I, I won't go to the next point. Uh, We'll do that next week, God willing. But I want to encourage us to pray in other tongues. Take it an hour. It's not difficult, honestly speaking, it's not difficult at all to pray in tongues. You can pray an hour, ten hours easily. Easily in other tongues. Because your mind is unfruitful. You can be I read the Bible and pray in tongues. It's, it's not difficult. It's the time you need to you and I need to make a conscious decision that look, I want to pray. I have to pray. It's important to pray, and I'll find a time to pray. When you're praying, you understanding, of course, it will take more effort. But it shouldn't also be difficult. But it's much easier. I mean, God has made it so easy for us. Matoshi You're praying other times. Next week, we'll talk about it. those who say you're not supposed to speak in tongues in the church. We have the answers for you next week. Hallelujah. How many know that there's, there are verses like that? Yeah. Easy, 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 easy. It's the time that people don't have. People have time for everything else but developing their spirit. People have time for, for, for football. Many times I'm asked, many times I go somewhere and ask, what team do you support? You're in Dallas, do you support Dallas Cowboys? All the time. hey. <laughs> I was happy when one of the so, somebody I was working with who said that me I don't follow all these things sports I don't. <laughs> hallelujah! Who do you support? Man U, Arsenal? Oh, hallelujah! It's good to support. It's good. I I, I have the ways I support uh, these things, but at <laughs> 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 the end of the day, the key is spending. The, if I can spend the time watching Arsenal. I can spend the time watching Dallas Cowboys. I should spend the time praying in other things. I should spend time also p- reading my Bible, because that will edify me. That will charge me up. That will benefit me more. Hey, if I was you see, even if, when you watch football, you get ten percent of the, the, the amount each person gets for watching uh, uh, hundred hours of football. It will benefit you. But even your, your spirit developing is even better. But how much more you get nothing? The only thing you get is laughter, of course, you laugh. Laughter is like medicine, excitement. you're looking forward to something. That's good. But make sure your spirit is growing and is strong. Then laugh and enjoy. Not out of word, just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? And let's speak to the Lord. And let's tell God that today, from today, I'm going to edify myself. I'm going to be charged up. I'm going to develop my spirit. I'm going to crow. I'm going to pray. I'll be a person of prayer. I'll pray in my understanding. I'll pray in other tongues. I would read my Bible. I would read my Bible. Read your Bible. I, I will read my Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day pray every day i will read my bible pray every day if i want to grow what do you think let's read our bibles and pray let's speak to the lord for a minute or two ask god to be gracious unto us ask god to help us ask god to do a new thing in our lives Lord, I pray that you would let me grow spiritually. I want to grow. I want to read your word. I want to pray on a regular basis. I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be a woman of prayer. Oh God, I want to pray. I want to pray in my understanding. I want to pray in the spirit. I want to spend time praying to you. I want to spend time reading your word. I want to read your word on a regular basis, Lord. Help me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, just speak to Him. All my life, all my life, You have. the goodness of God, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Father God, we bless you. If you are watching, you are here, you are watching and you know in your heart that you are far away from God. You know personally, you know deep down in your heart that you are far away from God. You know that if you die today, you do not know whether you will go to heaven or hell. But you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You want to say, I'm tired, enough is enough. I've tried my own way and it's not working. I surrender to Jesus. If you want the new birth experience and you want to be born again, then I want you to repeat after me and all of us. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe That God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you, whether watching now or would watch it in the future. Keep them, preserve them, make them vessels, of honor unto you, sanctified and meet for your use, and prepared for every good work. In Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats. Offering time. time. Offering time. I believe it. Hallelujah. It's It's blessing time, offering time. Let's take out a good offering. I think today, let's if you are, whether you are on Zoom, you are here, you are online. Let let's let's some some should take hundred dollars out. Yeah, some should take hundred dollars out. Take fifty dollars. Take seventy. Take ninety. Take three hundred. Two whatever. Take something out. Hallelujah! Tell God today that today, Lord, I want to give you something special, and God will bless you. So yes, you can pass. It, unless people, of course, you can also give on, uh, you know, text to give. That's the easiest, the best way. Best and easiest way to give. Can give it to her. Shall we pray? Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, very good. So, I think we're good. We're welcome. So, God bless you, those online. I want to say shalom, shalom. Thanks for joining. Till next time. God bless you.